hello Panthers fans and welcome back to Claude Weekly, the official podcast of the Peninsula Panthers, a podcast that has kind of been missing for the last six or so months and a podcast that sadly is about to go missing once more because this is the final episode of Claude Weekly. You can stop crying right now. We know it's a sad, sad time. But unfortunately, we do have the bad news that this will be the last episode of Claude Weekly. But we thought we need to go out with a bang. We can't end it how we ended back in March. We need to end it on a proper note, bring you some highlights of the 24 episodes of Claude Weekly that were produced across the 2020-2021 season for the Peninsula Panthers. And that's exactly what we are going to do today. My name is Ben. I'm one of the hosts of Claude Weekly, and I'm here to talk you through what you're going to hear today on some level. So you're going to hear... Some snippets of some of the best interviews that we had across those episodes. You're going to hear from the squad, players on the Peninsula Panthers from the 2020-2021 season. You're also going to hear from some of the front office staff. You're going to hear from Jason. You're going to hear from Pete. You're going to hear from head coach Brad Tippett. You're going to hear more of me. You're going to hear play-by-play guy Will Bright. You're going to hear Sticky, of course, who got some exciting things to talk about him at the end of this episode. And plenty of other great stuff across the next few moments of your life. So, without further ado, I'm going to be quiet right now. You're going to hear some clips from those first 24 episodes and the only 24 episodes. And I'll be back shortly to talk you through what you're going to hear after these snippets. You know, obviously, like you said, the championship hasn't been here in over a decade now. So uh, I've always kind of just wanted to, you know, ever since I've been a part of the team, you know, I remember when I was like uh, 10 or something like that, we were playing up in Camel River against Camel River Storm, and I think we lost in five games. And I remember stepping out on the ice after. Pete's like, hey, come on, stick. We're going to go shake their hands. I'm like, okay, okay. I'll go shake their hands. And I remember just kind of looking at the other end of the ice. They didn't win the championship yet. They just won the first round of the playoffs. And just seeing how happy and how pumped up they were to, you know, um, win. And from that point on, I'd think it would be... I Obviously, a dream of mine is to lift up the trophy as a player. But just as a, a team staff member, you know, opening that up, just knowing that I've been around the team for so long and really seeing the... The, the program kind of start again from the ground up and come up. You know, I, I you know we kind of had a little bit of a drought going into this year. Um, I'll never forget losing to the Victoria Cougars in Game 7 back in 2012, I believe it was. Um, and I actually remember bawling my eyes out uh, after the game. Bawling my eyes out because uh, my billet bro was go, had to go home. Yeah, the Cougars too, you know... Uh, Obviously, this year I think uh, we were we were down in the series, but we weren't out yet, and uh, I think we would have had a great chance against them if. Uh, but obviously, circumstances changes. Okay.
I, I think that's great. Yeah. 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 Oh, poor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent willing. I'm, I'll take any chirps from them. You know, I can take it. You know, I, I, I play hockey. You can chirp my hockey skills. You, it won't phase me. You can chirp the, you can chirp the way I dress, the way I talk. It won't phase me. So, Victoria Cougars, next week we will have a chirp for you, and I want you to fire back. What has been your first taste of hockey? Kind of not well. Obviously, you've watched tons of NHL, but now you're here, kind of looking at the entry level junior hockey. Like, t- tell me a little bit what you think. How would it compare to like any league in Australia? What? Tell me about it. Well, uh, hands down, this level of hockey is uh, above and beyond any league, even the most senior league in Australia. So we have okay. the AIHL, the Australian Ice Hockey League. Of course, we call it ice hockey. We don't call it hockey because hockey to us is field hockey. Um, but, yeah, by the standard of which the, the VIGHL is, is so higher then because wow. and, and this is the thing that I, I I love about Canada and being here and being involved with the Panthers is because your your junior levels are so professional and so kind of uh, followed and and just run so well mm-hmm. and that's that to me is draws me to to my love of the sport in this part of the world because it would be no different to say if, if you were a, a cricket fan or an Australian football fan you know, you would have sort of some amateur minor stuff going on in this part of the world, but you go to Australia, you would be blown away by yeah, seeing exactly, yeah. the levels we have. So, I mean, that's what drew me, I guess, to the Panthers in, in getting in touch with Pete and kind of where I am now because I wanted to experience this and it's it's fantastic. So, um, just just everything about it. And you guys are kids. Like, this is, this is what's fantastic. You've yeah. got a couple of thousand people watching a bunch of kids skate around. We, we wouldn't even have a couple of thousand uh, people coming to watch kids play, you know, rugby, cricket, Australian football. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So tell me a little bit about how how you got in touch with Pete and the Panthers. Like, uh, was it something that you – did you guys – somehow know each other through connections or well, tell me about it basically um i spammed uh, a lot of people really? <laughs> i mean sort of in, in moving to a new place you want to i guess get your name out there drop your resume off hey this is what i do i, I could be great um help to your team or organization <laughs> and through that i sort of i did reach out to to numerous sort of teams in, around the city and pete literally replied to me within probably an hour and we had a we had a very long uh, communication strand on email that led to us having a chat when I arrived here and basically just kept going on and, and just being so accommodating and sort of, you know, we just discussed ideas and one of these ideas was this podcast and he connected me with you and now I'm sitting in the, the locker room chatting with you on episode two. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was, it was a, yeah, a lot of fun and Pete just really passionate about this project and everything along those lines. So um, grateful for the opportunity, grateful to be here. And I think that, uh, you know, it's a unique blend sticky. I don't know yeah. how many other podcasts out there talking hockey have an Australian talking with a, a Canadian. Maybe, yeah. oh, there could be tons. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? We might have to go on YouTube tonight and see what we can find. Maybe. Obviously, all of us know Jamie Jordy came through the Panthers, and especially Jamie, you know, NHL All-Star, Art Ross winner. Um, tell me one story you have about him, you know, one where you're like, wow. 
hide well, his I'll kids tell you what's kind of a cool story. It's not the one I'm going to tell, but it's a real quick one. Is I had you in Toronto. We went to watch the Jays and the Raptors and uh, had lunch at CN Tower and uh, went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And in the Hockey Hall of Fame, you know, we went to the awards, the National Hockey League Awards, and we looked at the Art Ross Trophy and uh, and we were looking at Jamie Ben's name on there. So that was pretty cool. The story that I like best about Jamie Ben is when I first decided that I thought he would be a hockey player. And he played for the team as a 15-year-old, and, and the kid was pretty good. And then he played, as a, he played some, some games as an affiliate. When he was 16, he was telling all the players he was going to get in a fight his first game. And so I pulled him aside, and I said, you don't need to be fighting. You need to be playing hockey. And, and he played with his heart on his sleeve. He played hard. And... Um, we, we won game six here against Kerry Park in the playoffs. We scored a goal with about two minutes, two minutes left. I was standing on the stairs going up, you know, at the entrance and with Corrine at the very end of the game with a couple minutes left when we scored. A kid named uh, Jimmy Carter tied it up. And, and literally the reason we were standing on the stairs is we couldn't get into the arena. It was absolutely jammed like sardines. The next night, we won the game. We're going to game seven in Cary Park. And, and we had a goaltender, Paul Kalita, and, and we had a couple guys were suspended, and we were banged up, and we needed Kalita to play great, and he was a great goalie, and he probably had his worst game of the year. And we were down 5 nothing, probably about seven minutes into the game. The game was over. And Jamie Benn was so choked and he was running around and he ended up taking four or five minor penalties and not like holding. And, uh, and at the end of the game, I went down because I was sitting with Kareen in the crowd. I went down just to congratulate the team on the year. And Jamie Ben was standing outside the dressing room and was crying his eyes out. And I said, I went, I, you know, I mean, he was a Peninsula kid and he, and he bled blue. And, you know, I, it's the first time I thought, wow, like this kid is going to be a player. And uh, I went out to the truck and talked to Corrine. I said, you know, I mean, the kid has what it takes. Um, did I think he was going to do what he did? No. But uh, I knew he was going to make a mark in hockey. And he obviously has. What were some fights where something crazy happened that you were kind of in the middle of or something like that? Well, one, one story I've told uh, uh, to a few people, and it's actually kind of fun, is, is uh, my counterpart in the box, uh, uh, Ken Charlish, you know, awesome guy. Uh, we call ourselves the most passionate box staff in the, in the entire VIJHL. We, uh, we have some opinions in there, and we are not afraid to voice them. We, we love our hockey team and, and whatnot. But back in the day before the renovation, the, the benches were quite small. And so was the penalty boxes and the timekeepers area. And, and in reality, we were in with the penalty box with no break on either side. We had this, uh, Kenny and I had this little tiny um, table between us and we had this old school um, score clock for up on the, on, on the wall. And you put all, everything was manual. Like now it's quite automated and you just push some buttons and up it comes. We had to push in all the numbers and the penalties and everything on this system. And these are back in the days where we'd go through a couple of score sheets or darn close with all the penalties and fights. And it was a different game back then. And um, they were fun to watch. Uh, the crowds got a little animated. Anyways, long story short, uh, you know, as you know in this podcast, uh, 
uh, our rival is Victoria, and uh, and no love lost there. And one of those games, we got into it, and there was fights and line brawls, and and I can't remember exactly, but I think there was five or six of our players in this box that was best suited for two at the most and five or six Victoria Cougars on the other side, which was probably a little bit smaller than our side. And as things go, there was some discussion back and forth amongst the players that was less than cordial. And next thing you know, sticks are flying and they're up on the bench and they're trying to get at each other through the, through the bench. We have probably 60 minutes worth of penalties in the box at wow. this time. And Ivor Udegaard, he was a fella from, I think it was Norway, um, back in the day. Big giant of a kid, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, had those longest stick. And he's trying to get his stick over the glass. And he hooks onto the time sh- clock and pulls it out of the wall. <laughs> and the c- clock on the wall goes blank. <laughs> well, it's taken us about 15 minutes to put all these penalties in. And the game has stopped for this whole time. And my biggest fear, I hadn't been in the league that long, is I didn't know that I'd if you plug it in and it asks you, do you want to start from where you left off, that it'll put everything back in. I have this insane panic that for 15 more minutes, we are going to be having to go through and put all this stuff in. Long story short, we got to um, just plug it back in, tell the machine that it was get to start over. But that's more of my biggest panic and one of the funnier moments that we've had in that box, which I've had a lot over the years. Did, 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 were there a bill sent to uh, Norway, basically, for uh, something along the lines? No, I think uh, Ever played a couple of years with us and cost him a lot of money to come over here, so we didn't want to get him for a, an old dilapidated <laughs> clock that got replaced with the uh, renovation. What, what do you do in that situation when you're, you're in the middle of these players kind of saying that and throwing sticks? Do you, <laughs> is it your place to say, guys, calm down? Or are you just enjoying it, I guess? <laughs> well, when it's certain teams, yes, obviously. <laughs> um, and does be clear like well there's the rivalry with victoria we we just like all the visiting teams equally uh, just me, well maybe not equally uh, one of us has a special place in our heart uh, <laughs> but um we try to stay out of it uh, but it's pretty hard like i said we're we're passionate we're the animated bench staff of the or box staff of the league i think anyways um but we do have to tell the kids to cool it sometimes it gets a little out of control it's not so bad anymore but uh it's, it's an emotional game for emotional people, as Pete always said. We love to, a lot of Pete-isms out there. So, yeah, we try to, try to stay as apolitical as possible in there, but it's hard when you love your team. Brad, I guess before we let you go, one story that I would love to quickly hear, a little birdie pass on a story for me to ask you about this week. I'm not going to tell you who it came from. Pete. But, uh, well, maybe. He, he, he might talk to me more. Um your brother Dave, he mentioned a story about his hand and his fingers and about how his hand was so deformed and munted through years of playing hockey that he had to get it put into a certain position. Now, can you back this story up a uh, little bit and tell he, me a little bit about it? He's actually just having, I think, another one. Right. Uh, he's got a couple fingers that have been busted up. And uh, I think what he uh, the, the story goes that... Uh, the doctor told him he was going to fuse his fingers together, and he said, so "You've got to decide on, on you know, where, what, what position do you want it in." So he went back to the doctor with a golf club in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, uh, how is his golf game? It's like while while we're on the topic, you know, would you how would you take him on in a game of golf or a game of hockey? What would you prefer? Well. I'd probably have a better chance in hockey, and that would be that would be about even. No, he's uh, 
I think he's a one or two handicap. So I, I, I think this, he, he'll win out on the golf course. There you go, Sticky. How, how, how's your golf game, Sticky? Just while we're on the topic, uh, my golf game is pretty good. You know, my dad took me out when I was a kid, so you know, I'm, your I'm dad's a pro. Good. Yeah, my dad, he 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 was a pro golfer, so it kind of just it's in my blood. Well, uh, I'm two things I'm learning on this show. I, I'm not good at skating, and I should never skate against these guys. Neither should I play golf against anyone uh, on this show or at this uh, club as well. When you come into a line like this, particularly when you've got two guys who know each other well from playing together for a long time, how, how do you gel with these two? How do you find yourself all of a sudden, you know, not necessarily just on the ice but off the ice because I guess having a good off-ice relationship helps you guys on the ice when you're playing on a line together? Yeah, um, you know, just going through practices, trying to talk to these guys, like trying to figure out how to learn to play with them is really important. I think we've done uh, a pretty good job of it so far, but I'm definitely learning to, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, getting more close with these guys uh, on the ice. You know, as for off the ice, uh, we spent a bit of time together just, you know, in the off season doing uh, whatever, but, um, you know, it's kind of, kind of helps uh, transfer over. Uh, but more, I'm just looking to develop our game on the ice here. And, and for Logan and Denver, I mean, do you guys, is there a hazing process? You have to welcome him, initiate him into the line or something along those lines? Yeah, you got to slap him a couple times, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> and I mean, for both of you too, I mean, between you, very close in the stats. Uh, Logan, you had 30 points last year, 26 for you, Denver. Is there a competitive nature between you two? Like, obviously, you're teammates, you, you want to succeed with the team, but do you kind of look at stats at the end of the season and go, hey, hey, guess what, i got four more points than you at the end of the year or something like that? Yeah, he definitely lucked out with me getting injured a couple times because I definitely would have caught up and got 31. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, all right, boys. Well, on the topic of stats, you know, you got 8, 9, 10 that, you know, kind of tore it up last year, kind of broke out and just like dominated. It was actually kind of ridiculous at times. So, but for you boys, what, what are you calling? How many points you guys get in this year? I want to hear it right now. All I'm saying is 8, 9, 10, keep your chins up. We're coming for you. <laughs> really? Wow. Wow, they're next week, so... See what they have to say. Yeah, actually, uh, well, we want to obviously do our best, and I couldn't see why we couldn't go a point per game, all three of us. And 8, 9, 10, I bet they can do the same. Yeah, all right, so I really hope that you boys actually thought of this before. No, all right, all right, so uh, we're putting Bronner on the spot, and Tanner doesn't look overly confident. But uh, uh, so we're... In hockey, trust is a big thing, and knowing your teammates. So we're gonna do two truths and one lie. Uh, Tanner, are you gonna take her away? Or? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, so I was born in Campbell River, BC. Is number one. Number two is I had less points in my second season with the Panthers than my first season with the Panthers. And number three is that this is my fifth season with the team. My number one is I had 29 goals last year. My uh, second one is I was born in Vic. My third one is <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I come up with a line played, played four games as an AP as a 15-year-old. Um, my favorite player is Steven Stamkos. Um, I was born in South Africa and, <laughs> and I've traveled to Australia. All right. Um, well, uh, Tanner, right off the bat, I know that you, it's only your fourth. Yeah, it's your fourth season. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I guess he only played it as an underager. Um, uh, Braun, though, kind of got 29 goals. You weren't born in Vic. And what was the third one? I, I was born in Vic. Oh, you were born in Vic. And what was the third one? What was it? Five games as a 15-year-old. Are you including playoffs? No. All right, well, that's a lie. No. It's not? No. You I, had tw- I had 28 last year. Oh my god! <laughs> I had the pace of pipe. I had the pace of sticky. Of I could have told, told you that, buddy. I thought you followed our team. Come on, bud. <laughs> I actually thought you had. Come on, do your homework. And um, Josh. Oh man, your brother always tells me that you're born in South Africa. He always says you're. Am always I though? Says you're from South Africa. Am I? Um. <laughs> well, on your on your elite prospect, it does say you're born in Victoria. Hmm? So, uh, it's a weird one. Yeah. No. Have you seen this car? <laughs> this car is a South African flag on it. So. Yeah. Okay, Represent. <laughs> I'm really Stephen Stamkos. What was the other one? Travel to Australia. Australia. Uh, your brother. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm just gonna say your favorite player isn't Stephen Stamkos because he's always injured. It is. All right. I, never been to Australia. Want uh, to though? All right. Well, uh, well, that was a tough one. At least I got one. This kid plays hard. He knows how to play the game the right way. He's physical. He's mean. Brad said it a good way. He always takes the shortest route to the puck. Like he's like no one's knocking this guy over without him knocking um, without him trying to knock him knock them over. And not only that, he can put points up. He can put lots of points up. This kid is going to be something. I think he's going to be something special this year. We're going to keep an eye on all three of them because I, I'm going to be intrigued to to see how they all hit the ice here. I'm actually going to be intrigued to uh, keep an eye on, on Grant Gilbertson because I've been given the number 26 on my jersey now, Sticky. So I, I feel as though uh, I, I'm, I'm repping that every single game now. So I'm hoping my man Grant can uh, live up to the the esteemed number that is 26. Yeah, I think without a doubt, Grant Gilbertson's going to have an unreal season this year. He tore up the camp. I thought this kid, uh, he's in. He he doesn't stop. He's he's kind of a machine. He really worked his way into the roster. Um, you know, he was you know in the camp. He was he was good. And he became in the prospects camp. He just kind of was like a, kind of like a leader guy out there. Everyone kind of looked at him like he was the guy, and he became the guy. And then you know he moved into the main camp, and he just got better. He just got better, and he just got better, and he started putting up more goals and more goals. And um, he's gonna be. He's also gonna be one of kind of a special player, I think. Well, we're gonna keep an eye on that one too. Our eagle-eyed play-by-play guy, Will, and Sticky, notice the slight difference of colour of the uh, the captain's C on your jersey. Now, uh, first of all, I, I heard you, you did question Pete a little bit about that. Did you get the truth behind why you were wearing a red one rather than a blue one? I did. So Thomas Fink took his jersey home last year when he was a 20-year-old because that's what you get to do here. And he took the blue C with him, and Pete apparently had no more blue Cs, and then he ordered some, and they came super tiny. And then he decided, well, that looks ridiculous, so let's throw the red one on there until I can get a, a nice blue one in for you. And the funniest thing is about that is that Pete thought no one would notice. And, of course, you noticed straight away. Will and Sticky noticed straight away. So maybe it's a bit of a good luck charm, though, maybe. Maybe there's something in it that perhaps, you know, see how it plays out, that perhaps it could turn into a good luck charm. And moving forward, the, the Panthers will now have a red C on the white jersey. 
Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. I didn't mind the way that it looked at all. I just pointed it out to Pete to see if he maybe messed up, but I guess that was part of the plan. And yeah, it works. And if it keeps to work, keeps working, then I'm good to keep it. Tell me, how long have you been doing the play-by-play for the Panthers now? Since the 2017, 2016-17 season. 2016-17 season, wow. So quite a few years now, and uh, I'm sure everyone here is dying to know how you got into this. Dying to know. Yeah. Um, well, I was working at the Pat Bay Co-op. Wow. Uh, just to, when you're coming down to Ward Mitchell's farm, the pumpkin patch, there's this gas station top of the highway. I was oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and we had Braden Hanson and Carson Cox both also working there. They had the pocket schedules from Pete that we put in front of the tills and this gentleman came in looked to be you know around 50 and just started chatting saw the schedules and said he was going to the game so I asked him well, you have a kid that plays or you just going for fun and he mentioned he was doing their play-by-play and I was like oh Junior P is play-by-play that's, that's something I want to get into eventually right like I could totally see myself doing that I'd sit at home watch football games watch hockey and be like I could do that. I'd talk along in my head. So we started talking, and it found out that Pete was looking for someone. So after my shift wrapped up at 10, drove out here. My mom made me go inside. I look in here. It's an empty arena. Only person putting something away and has a Panther blazer on is the camera guy, Dave Fudge. I didn't know that at the time. But uh, I walked back to my car. My mom's like, ah, what, what happened? I'm like, oh, no one's there, whatever. But she makes me go back inside, runs, pushes me, and I go chat with Dave. And I'm like, hey, you guys are looking for a play-by-play guy? And he's like, uh, I got no idea, but come back next week and talk to Pete. I'm like, oh, all right. So next week I come back, find Pete, and do a like, five-minute on-the-spot interview. He's like, who are you? How the hell did you hear about this? Because I was just some kid walking up to him going, Hey, uh, I've never done play-by-play for, but I want to do it. Uh, and uh, I guess they were desperate enough. So uh, I watched at the time it was uh, Trevor Owens and Marshall Brown uh, doing play-by-play in color. Two players, both hurt, broken legs. And uh, I did color for the third period because obviously they're players and obviously don't want to be doing that. So I-, I did color for the third. Pete said, come back the following week and we'll get you trained up on, on play-by-play and hopefully in the next couple weeks have you on your own. So the next game was supposed to be against West Shore and it ended up getting canceled because the power to the arena went out. There was a big storm. So he gave me a text and said, game's canceled. Next week, we'll get you trained. So that was against the Buccaneers. And of course, I was just like expecting to show up, get trained. And I had no idea what to do. So I show up at 725. And I'm like now I do game prep. I know rosters, numbers, stats, all this other stuff. I just showed up at 725 and was handed a roster. And I'm waiting to find Paul, the guy who met and told me about the job. And Pete goes, yeah, Paul can't make it. You're on your own. Have fun. Slaps a headset on me. And I'm, I'm like, oh, God. Wow. It's literally getting thrown into the deep end of the pool. So um, get find out how my mic works and uh, puck drops. My mic's live. And you can go back and, and watch the game. I want to know this date. Yeah, I really want to know. It's October something of 2017. Okay. Um, it's against the Buccaneers. Amazing game. We lost 2-1 in overtime. Shota Yamamoto tripped at the blue line, coughing up the puck. 2-0 with under 10 seconds to go. And uh, the uh, Bucks were able to win it. But uh, anyways, pucks drop. My mic's live. And I can't say a word. I'm caught in mouth. I, I got nothing coming out. And play goes on for like 45 seconds. Finally, there's an icing. And Dave covers his mic because he's the camera guy and has a headset on too. 
And he's like, I, I think your mic's off. And I damn well know it's on. I just wasn't saying anything. So I go, oh, thanks, and pretend to fiddle with it. And uh, then the pucks dropped. And I kid you not, it's the worst game you'll ever listen to. It sounds like there's a gun to my head, and I don't know anything. It sounds like this is my first time watching hockey. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, because we are lovely people here in Claude Weekly, how about we hear a little snippet right now on Claude Weekly of Will's first game sticky. Do you want to hear a little bit about it right now? Uh, I would love to hear a little bit of it. In fact, even more, I would love to hear my first game. And we can compare them and see and see who's better. See who's a little bit Your better. first game on play-by-play or color? Color. Because color, I, I, there was a goal, and I'm going, he shoots, he scores, and then he sticky goes, oh my god, it's a goal! <laughs> yeah, I actually do remember that. I remember it was, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> I can't remember what his name was. I think it was, it was it was a kid from Nanaimo who was like a call up and uh, he scored and I was like dang it they scored and you just kind of looked at me like you can't say that man yeah. <laughs> but yeah I know uh, hopefully we can roll a clip of uh, Will's first game right about now alright well, let's get this show on the road here we go and yeah I know the mic was on for that alright well here we go well hello and welcome everybody to Panorama Recreation Center where tonight the Peninsula Panthers play host to the VIJHL leading the Nanaimo Buccaneers this is the second of four meetings between these two teams. The last came a week and a half ago up in the Nimo. That was when Nimo won 7-1 over these Panthers with a five-goal effort coming from the leading scorer of the league, Matthew Jalaber. He put on an incredible one-man show for five goals. But he also got suspended that game. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. The Panthers are coming off a 4-2 victory up in Victoria last night. They had two goals coming from Josh Lingard and Tanner Ward on route to the 4-2 victory. Nanaimo coming off a 6-0 victory last night in Comox. Here as the in-arena announcer is welcoming everybody to the rink and etc, etc, etc. I tell you what, Will. Um, that was pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. You didn't say buck rope, so I don't think yours is quite as bad as uh, my game too. But no, that was fantastic. I think that you've, you've come a long way, but I think that wasn't as bad as you thought it was. Uh, well, it only goes up from there. <laughs> there is nowhere to go but up. You had a good week last week, Sticky. Um, I did. You, of course, uh, had a birthday. Happy birthday again. Thank you. But you got to uh, have a bit of... Time with a certain legendary alum of this great club of ours. Uh, yeah, you know, got to spend a little bit of time with uh, Jamie Ben on Friday night. Uh, you know, he came up to Martin's practice. Obviously, thanks, Jamie. I hope you're listening. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully you can come on soon. But, uh, yeah, I got um, I got a pass from Jamie Ben, and I put it right under the bar. Not a big deal, but I got an assist from Jamie Ben. We're not going to talk about how I did in the one-on-one drill against him. <laughs> But that oh, doesn't please, matter. can we? Can that we? Doesn't, that doesn't matter. <laughs> you um, wanted to fight him. Uh, tell us about how you wanted I, to fight so, him. So pretty much this is what happened. I get out of my car, you know, you know, like I'm out, I'm, I act like I own the place, you know, I'm the big man in town. And, you know, I, I, I hear, I heard about the, some, some guys coming out to my practice, <laughs> pull up beside this truck. This guy starts looking at me. I'm like, ah, who's this guy? Who does this guy think he is? New truck. I've never seen this around town. <laughs> Jamie Ben sitting in his truck right beside me yeah. with a hockey helmet on. Uh. And I'm thinking, like, I'm going to drop this guy. 
So, you know, I, I, I hop on the ice. I'm one of the first guys on the ice. And, you know, uh, he passes me the, he, you know, we're, we're playing pass. You know, it's before practice. I'm getting to the first drill. I'm like, if we scrimmage, like, I'm going to fight you. Like, I'm dropping the mitts. And, like, I don't care that. I'm a 15 year old kid. I'll even take my helmet off if he, he'll make you feel a little, <laughs> a little more safe out there. But uh, no, he. I think he was honestly just too scared, and uh, unfortunately, yeah. we didn't get to drop the mitts. So Jamie, if you, if you, uh, it's on next time. You on come on the show, time. Jamie. It's on. Yeah, we'll we'll even rent the ice so maybe we can have a little bit of a tilt out there. Done. Oh, I um, like the sound of that. In, in all seriousness, though. What is that moment like? Like, I mean, you were you were a little kid when he was here. You, you met him many, many years ago before he obviously made it to where he is now. But what is that moment like? You said you're out in the ice, you got an assistant, Jamie Ben, but you're sharing this space with an NHL all-star, an Olympic gold medalist, a guy that was only two wins away only a couple of weeks ago from winning a Stanley Cup. I mean, what is that like? It's it's kind of a weird it's a weird feeling. It's kind of a weird feeling. It's like I'm actually really happy that this happened now and not so much when I was, um, you know, that age. Cause I think I can appreciate it a little bit more now. Yeah. I think I'm at the age where, you know, I can really, I really, I really just tried to soak it all in. Like I'm sharing, like you said, I'm sharing the ice with an NHL player who, you know, he, you know, he just passed me the puck. He just, he just chirped me about, uh, you know, the way I dressed, uh, coming in from the parking lot. And I, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever, uh, to be able to share that, share some moments with him. And especially with my teammates too, buddies I played hockey with growing up i think we we all really appreciated it more than the the friday night he came to the game obviously it was pretty damn cool back then but i think now i really appreciated it a little bit more two quick questions on it though do you think he's gone back to dallas now and he's gonna be like you know hey hey guys hey hey Corey, you know i i met the sticky fletcher stick boy from my old team like it's pretty cool yeah, I, I honestly, that would be actually kind of cool to think, but uh, hopefully he remembers who I am, remembers my name. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, Tyler Sagan, if you're if uh, Jamie gets you hooked on the Claude Weekly, just want to say hi. I, I know I sent you a, a DM on Instagram when I was like probably 10, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, my DMs are always open, man. Uh, and yeah, if you're listening to Corey Perry, man, uh, please come back to the Ducks. Like just such a better side. We talked a little bit because a few weeks we had Will on the show and we played a clip of him, his very first game, calling. He was a bit embarrassed, but we tracked it down and we played a bit of a clip. I said on Friday, how about we see, we put it to the fans. And each week we might do a fan fan vote on the gram about uh, something we'll do. And we put it out there. If people wanted to hear a clip of me commentating hockey in Australia, we had enough people say, yes, Sticky. So we're going to hear a clip right we're now gonna, or we're gonna, on the broadcast. No, let's hear it right now. Let's throw to this right now. This is, and this is not me doing colour. This is me calling hockey. All right? Let's hear a clip of that. Face off one by the icebreakers. Davis, can he get his hat trick? He's waiting. He's got Cockrell just hovering around. It's actually Turner, I should say. Polari, Polari, back to Davis. Davis, well covered off there by the Barons. He goes, Polari scores! We're back to one! Mika Polari! Wow! We are back to within one. Polari with his second of the match and the second of the period. We'll be back to three on three. This is going to be. Well, maybe so we're not good. back under three if on three. Are we, not, no, we are back under three on three. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. We've got two minutes 39 to play in this game, and it's all still to play for. It's one goal separating it. A lull goes over the stadium. Everybody gets excited. But we do have 159 seconds of hockey to play right now. Now, I don't know what year that was from or what game that was from or anything like that. 
I just found a random one, but uh, I'm no Will Bryant. Let's just put it that way. You're no Will Bryant. I'm no Will Bryant. I'd like to be Will Bryant. Most people would like to be Will Bryant. I hear he's, you know, got a pretty good life outside this. The ladies love him, right? <laughs> like, like I think I thought the ladies loved you, Sticky, but I think they like Will more. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I think you are a little bit wrong. You think I'm wrong? Okay, yeah, right, well. I think a little bit wrong. Maybe but... that can be next week's poll question on the gram. Who do the ladies like more? Yeah. Sticky or Will? There's a bit of an age gap there, though, so I feel that, yeah, like... Yeah, I feel like that's, that's not... That's different not a demographic, game. you know. I, yeah, I, yeah. When, when you got the six-year six age <laughs> gap, it's a little bit different. Yes. <laughs> Give us a firm answer right now for all those non-goalers out there. This is the most difficult position on the on the ice, right? Um. Yeah, I definitely agree that it is. <laughs> Everyone's quick to be nodding. Everyone's in agreement to that one. What, what do you have to try and explain to everybody else out there that what makes it so difficult? I mean, because I'm sure they probably just think, well, you guys just have to stop goals. You have it easy. But uh, no, they've got to make through five other guys before it gets to you, right? So it's all their fault, isn't it? I mean, uh, yeah, you definitely got to be tough mentally because you're either the most loved guy in the building or the most hated guy in the building, that's for sure. Yeah, um, it it's not just, you know, a lot of people think that goalies just stand there. They don't do anything, but there's a lot more... Um, Movement, and I think every player that has uh, tried goalie understands that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if if your goalie's not having a good night, your team's probably not doing so well themselves. So, I think it's there's a lot of pressure um, each game for us to do well, and that's what we strive for. Yeah, I heard uh, I heard you said there uh, uh, mentally, and you know you're either the most you're the most loved or the most hated. And I might get a little hate in here. I'm in a room with four other goalies, and goalies are pretty weird. What are some superstitions you guys have before the game? Like, what's some routines? Let's hear it. Um, honestly, I don't have too too many. Uh, one that I will share. The others are kind of secret. <laughs> um, one that I will share is I gotta always put on the right side before my left side. Uh-huh. Okay. I like that. I'm going to try and get these secret ones out of you, I feel. That's my goal by the end of this season. I don't really have any. Um, I toss a ball before the game, do some stretching, but that's about it. Is it? Is it like, and I'll, I'll let you answer too, Connor, just while the microphone's getting past you, though, as well. Like, I know when I was goalie, I would always have to come onto the field and I would have to hit each of the posts with my stick. So that was my kind of pre-game. I had to do it. Like, things like that as well that you guys have to do? Yeah, small things. Uh, there's always a coffee involved before the game. <laughs> that's that's a must. Um opposite of Brayden because uh, left skate always goes on before the right <laughs> wow. skate so I don't know where he's coming from there but <laughs> I think it's just the little things that kind of put you in the mindset and get you in that routine so that you know you're going into the rink you're getting ready for a game and you, you just want to be in that mindset before the game even starts we talked to uh, the eight nine ten line we actually mentioned the rookie idol you guys have on the bus you mentioned the bus trip it reminded me of it do you guys remember what song you sang uh, I actually won my first year surprisingly. Really? Beautiful voice. What was it? Uh, I think uh, we did two rounds. We did a original uh, first round, and I'm pretty sure I saw Party in the USA, and then I brought it home with uh, I think it was Wildest Dreams by Taylor wow. Swift. Wow! Classic, you know? Yeah, I like it. 
Yeah, I sang uh, Fireflies last year and definitely did not win. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel we, we just need to bring in the karaoke music one week here and just, you know, put you guys on the spot and completely do it. Because we were talking to the goalies last week about sort of taking over the Ox and sort of bringing that. So, I mean, you're going to bring Firefly to the Ox or some Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift? Is that what when you get control of it, that's what you're going to bring in? I mean... I think this year I'm just going to be judging the rookies doing it, but <laughs> I think I'm hanging up the the microphone. But I think after our first uh, first home win, we'll be we'll be doing rookie idol in the room, so that'll be enjoyable. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to be hitting the ox anytime soon after my performance on the bus last year. Pete, I remember Pete wrote an article about it last year, pretty much putting my career to shame and wow. saying so. Oh, well, we'll find some facts for you shortly to get some revenge on that. Hey, do you have an eye on any of the rookies that uh, might be good on the pipes when they eventually get a chance to do the, the rookie idol? You know what? I, I don't really know. I know, like... He asked me a couple of years ago, or actually some of the older guys a few years ago when Skylar Diamond Burchett came into the league, I'm pretty sure he rocked it away. But, you know, I don't really know this year. I haven't heard any of the boys sing. I'd probably put my money on Coxie right now. Just the kids bubbling with confidence. <laughs> yeah, we actually talked to all the boys and we asked each everyone, like, who had the best ox on the team? And I think it went to Maloney. For most of them, like who I know, you guys are in the D room and the goalie room, and there's the forward room. But who has the best ox in the D room right now? Well, <laughs> we haven't had too many, like too much diversity on ox. But last game or two games ago, we had uh, Swainson, and that was a different mix than we're used to. Had a, a bunch of EDM hits, some club, some club bangers. So. I'd probably give it to Swainson. I mean, I think Crawford's been on Ox a few times, but I think he forgets when he plays songs a couple times in a row. So, Do you have the headphones ready to go just in case? You think, oh, this is crap. I can't listen to this. No, I just I just go with it. I don't really care that much. It doesn't really affect me. I've never been a big, like, get into the zone with music guy, so just it's if it's there it's there if it's not i mean i've played multiple games because we were in the d room like in archie browning when we don't even have a speaker so it's not a big deal you just you just get over it and play yeah same with me just grateful to have anything sometimes with only one speaker a lot of the time so do you look at the games like have you had an opportunity to sit down and watch and maybe go in with the preconceived conception of I really want to hit that guy I really want to slam that guy against the boards well I've, I've come back like say I had a play I wanted to watch again like say oh I felt good about that play and I wanted to like watch it again see what happened uh, a few times I've just noticed like oh I got him really good on that one or like oh I kind of missed him that time but like if I come in a bit earlier I can definitely get him and then so I'm going to wait for him to do it again next time yeah, it's just it's really fun to be able to watch yourself and critique and see what you can do. Yeah. Do you ever then get tempted to kind of, you know, ask for some highlights reels to put it up on the gram or something like that, you know, to like, hey, guys, check out check out this little beauty? Yeah, I, that would be very nice because I find like do I'm, it. Tr- I'm trying to like use my phone to like find it. It's such a hassle because I always skip past or I, I spent like, I don't know, I spent like half an hour looking for one rush that was like 10 <laughs> seconds long. It took so long. But it would be kind of nice. But I'm sure I can find it. I, I somehow managed to do it with stupid things I say in commentary. So I think you guys are actually talented and skilled, whereas I just say stupid things over the microphone. So, you know, I think if I can do it, you guys can do it. Do you guys have any pre-game routines that you like to kind of stick to? Superstitions? Got to listen to a certain song, put the glove on one hand before the other, things like that before a game? 
I, I don't really have a pre-game superstition. Like, I, I wouldn't say it's... Like, I guess I just do it and I don't think about it at this point. So it probably is superstition, but it just seems normal to me. But the one thing that I always do is I pretty much tie my skates, like, every five, ten minutes. Every and five, ten gets, minutes? Wow. Like, I tie them a lot. Like, even... I do it in practice, like, less, but, like, second they feel loose, I gotta retie them. Like, have a bad shift, I just retie them. And do you do you time it? Do you go, oh, it's been five minutes, down you go. It's like, just, <laughs> honestly, it's just feeling at this point. Like, a couple shifts, I'm like, oh, my, my skates, and then I have to do it. Or I, I don't have time, and I'm like, oh, darn, I, I gotta go out. And I, <laughs> as soon as I come off, gotta do it. And I... I almost, I always do it after I feel I didn't play a good shift. I, I don't really know why. I just kind of do. Oh, he is constantly retying them. Though <laughs> uh, it, it, sometimes in, in practice, I'm like, "Oh, Mason, we're up for a drill," and I, I look over and he's he's crushed over skates. It, uh, <laughs> skates. But for me, I don't, I don't really have any uh, pregame rituals. I just, for some reason, like I, I don't do it. Like I don't like, do, like force myself to do this. But I just tend to just get dressed the same way every time. And then if I don't get dressed that same way, I just like I feel off, and then I have to like redo it. So, so what what way is that that you're getting dressed? Kind of is I don't it know, like, just like it just happens? It just happens naturally. Like I just order through, yeah, order of the gear throughout the years, doing it the, yeah, just doing it the same way every time. In practice, you guys do lots of battle drills, one on ones and stuff. So who's like the hardest guy to play against? I always hear from everyone, it's always Braun. No, yeah, for sure, he's uh. He's an animal in the in the corners, man. <laughs> he yeah he. I've only battled with him a few times in uh, drills, but yeah, it's just never a good look when I'm going in a corner with Bronner. I'd say um, Seal is is pretty. You know, like we sometimes make bets. Like if we're doing a one on one drill, uh, Jackson would bet me. He goes, if you beat Seal in a one on one, I'll give you twenty bucks. So I <laughs> I did it once. I beat him, but I didn't score, and so apparently he changed the rules, and so <laughs> I guess it didn't count. But uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give credit both to CLR and Braun, but uh, definitely not going to win a battle against Lingo. He's a pretty hard worker. Watching him skate out there tonight, he, I think he was lapping you guys half the time <laughs> when you were doing those uh, sort of uh, laps of the... I mean, does he just get pleasure out of he, just doing he was that? Do, he was doing one too many each time. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Aleko. You were pretty far ahead too. Strom, you weren't too far behind. Yeah, uh, I mean, Aleko and I do the sprints every Sunday, so that's kind of coming in handy. Um <laughs> Ten are not invited. I, I did not. I, <laughs> I did not notice Banks out there skating. Jen. Skating too hard. No, it's because Lingard was just wheeling, man. And the rest of the crew is just lacking. I, I have to ask, um, Tanner, you are one of only three guys, not including the goalies this season, to not get any penalty minutes uh, <laughs> alongside uh, Ooh, Ryan really? and Denver. Are, are you just? Is this something you want to do? Not get out there, or are they just not seeing what you're doing out there? Or maybe you're just sneaking with some of the calls <laughs> I, you're doing. No, I just. Uh, I don't know. I just tend to not really use my stick as much like when I'm I don't know yeah I don't know I've just never been a guy to get penalty minutes I guess it's just not the way I play I, I don't like sitting in the box <laughs> it's just not a good feeling the box isn't a comfortable yeah, place no not at all I'd rather be on the ice you know trying to score <laughs> yeah unfortunately that like, hasn't happened yet but you know it'll come it'll come I have to say though that um as an Australian who grew up on a staple diet of the Mighty Ducks movies, oh. I, I, I really do appreciate your last name. <laughs> yeah. Because I think you, you live up to the legacy of Adam Banks. Oh, thank you. T- thank you, thank you. And, and I really think that that is maybe the best compliment you may ever get. Yeah. No, that's a good one for sure. And Adam Banks never went into the penalty box from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, no. So do you call people cake eater out there? Is that something you've adopted and calling people cake eaters? 
<laughs> no, <laughs> no, it is. No, it is not. I'm not much of a chirper, but yeah, no. Maybe Ta- I should have start. it for free. Take yeah. it now. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> In terms of. You know, we had you on to talk about that goal. Uh, we we had Aleko on last week. He scored the two rookie goals this year. Uh, are you are you desperate to taste the back of the net rather than get those assists again? You're a D man, but it always feels good to score a goal. I can imagine. Yeah, I'm I'm hungry for my first goal now. Which I, I guess, like, I mean, are you over what happened that time the other week when we had you on about that? I mean, it's been a while. I'm sure it's in the back of your mind, but still, uh, we've still left the footage on our Instagram page for you to relive to pretend you did get that goal. Yeah, um, it's not a big deal. I can just get another one, hopefully. Yeah, and uh, you know, moving forward, do you think you you can you can uh, imagine it? Do you have a you're gonna call it at all? Which team? Uh, I think I might get one against Kerry Park here soon. All right, I like that confidence. We're trying to come up with some good commentary names. You know, we talked a little bit of this with the guys last week. You know, Reed Fry or something about like you get a goal, like he fried that one up on a platter. Like, uh, do you have any sort of nicknames or anything that kind of you've heard people refer to you before when you've played hockey at, at any point? Um, I don't have a lot of nicknames. Some of my friends call me Rito. Um, Rito, okay. The guys on the team have been calling me Frypan, though. Frypan. I don't know how wow. I feel about that name, though. Right. I don't mind that. That's not too bad. I think we could do something with that, perhaps, maybe. maybe. Yeah, R- Rito's not too bad. I, yeah. was, I was expecting worse. Yeah, something like that. In terms of, like, guys on the team, is there anyone you, you, you've bonded with, taking under the wing a little bit to kind of help you assimilate into the team, or that you find yourself learning more from some of the uh, older guys on the team? Uh, I think Jensen's helped me out a lot, just with uh, a lot of the defense aspects of the game. Uh, and he's also my vet, so that helps too. And uh, we, we talked to uh, the guys last week, and I think the week before as well. Who's the hardest guy to play against like in practice? Like if you're doing a one-on-one drill, I heard a lot of Riley Braun's hard to play yeah, against. Yeah, definitely Brauner. He's probably the hardest guy on our team to play against. Or also Lingard because of how fast he is. Yeah. What, what is this about Brauner that just kind of, you know, does he just like to just get physical and just you know doesn't really like his teammates or something here are we learning this i think he's just really good yeah (laughs) Yeah, he is just really good yeah he's really smart on the ice Have you got a? Is there pizzaburski.com? Can people go and no, find your? No, there isn't. No, (laughs) there isn't. Can we make one? (laughs) I don't think so. I think we're good with. Panthers. I think pizzaburski.com would go off the route. Like, I think people would be signing up. You could have a subscription service. I would have at least three followers. Uh, Maybe you, Corrine. Uh, I, I guarantee you would have more than that. We could just create, like, pizzaburski.com and just have all these facts we learn every single week. You know, a picture of you uppercutting a horse. <laughs> you know, all these kind of things like that. On that sweater... Jersey number 26. Now, I was gifted a jersey. My, my jersey number is 62, because the closest that Pete could get was 26. So I've actually been sporting your number all season. Don't know if that's been a good or a bad luck charm, but have you ever had someone watching you with your jersey number in the past that maybe isn't your family? No, i got to say that's a first. It's pretty cool for sure. I like that we share the number there. I'll, I'll have to get rid of my name tag, and I'll put yours on there, basically, <laughs> to be supporting you up there from the commentary box. And speaking of the commentary box, like, have you had a name? Do you have a nickname or something? Like, Is there something that I should be calling you when I'm calling you out there on the ice? Oh, I don't know. It, it's hard. You'd have to ask all the boys. I think we will. I, maybe we need to find this out there. I'm, I'm thinking Gilbo. That's very Australian. I don't know if anyone's ever called you that before. Gilbo? I haven't heard that before, no. Let's go to the opposite question on that. Who sucks at advice? Who's somebody who you think would be good, but actually you go to them and they're like, nah, they're just not giving me any advice. <laughs> 
Oh man, I don't know. That's I don't a tough one. That one. <laughs> oh, you know the answer though. You, sh- I can tell that you do. You do that. That is that. Are these particular guys maybe not asking you out to play some golf or something like this? Seems where they're going around playing golf out there. It seems to be a bit of a yeah. Stromer's pretty big on golf. Uh, I think he works at a golf course. So right, helps out a little bit there. Yeah, things like that. Do you guys have? Um, I mean, obviously you're mentioning soccer and lacrosse is ones you play there, but are there other ones that just for fun you guys like to have around, shoot some hoops? I don't know, do some lacrosse, deal, kick a soccer ball, anything like that. You guys do? Yeah, I mean, I like to anything like that, like shoot hoops with a couple of buddies, take some shots. Yeah, sure. Ryan, yourself, yeah. Yeah, I, I go to the turf and take shots during the summer. Great. Just- Nice. I always love finding out too, sort of uh, outside of, of hockey and kind of playing it, watching sports. Are you guys, uh, I don't know, big hockey fans outside of this? you got NHL teams that you're watching closely at the moment? Yeah, uh, I'm a Dallas Stars fan, so I'll watch them. Uh, I watch a lot of the World Juniors. I found that pretty interesting, so yeah. Great. Is that Does that come from Jamie? Is that why you're a Dallas fan? Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. helps that way, Ryan. Yourself, mate. I barely watch hockey. I would say if I had to choose, I'd be a Canucks fan. But I watch a lot more soccer than I watch hockey. Okay, well, I got to ask then who's who's the soccer team and what leagues are you following? So in the Premier League, it's gonna be West Ham. Okay, and then in the Bundesliga, it'll be Bayern Munich. That's the correct answer. I like that one. And when it comes to like World Cups, I'm always excited because uh, I feel you guys are in a similar position here in Canada, like in Australia. Like you go for your team, but you know you're never gonna win a World Cup, right? So do you take on board one of the bigger teams, sort of like an England, a France, a Germany, something like that, that you root for in a World Cup? I'd probably take on. Uh your parents' nationality, so my dad is German, so I'll support them. Fantastic. Do you, Ethan, do you follow soccer at all? Or? No, not really. Never been, like, a big soccer fan. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Are you guys following the Super Bowl at all? Are you even caring about that uh, now that that's set in stone? I've been watching a bit of football. I've never really watched a lot of it, but always watched the Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, Ryan, right, you're into it mm, at all? Not that much. Not no. that much. It's, it's an excuse, even if you don't follow it right, to drink and do yeah. it. Not that you guys uh, should be drinking. We can, uh, you know, pretend that I didn't say that. One thing I actually I noticed uh, between the pair of you, you guys are pretty, pretty strong on the gram. Uh, both are couple of thousand followers out there on on Instagram here and you know I'd actually like to go through each of the plays and see who's maybe got the highest count but you two might be up there uh, Evan 2,403 followers Griffin 2,080 followers what's going on there you, you, you're just popular uh, I mean you got a secret kind of what's yes, happening uh, well a few years ago <laughs> our uh, I think this is grade 10 so we're grade 12 now uh, our buddy uh Shell name unannounced TikTok. <laughs> yeah, so he blew up on uh, this app called TikTok. Obviously, yep. you're probably aware Heard of it. it. Yes. So he blew up on it when it was a new app and he wanted to make a video with us. So the three of us made a video and went viral on social media. Wow. So we gained a whole bunch of yeah, it was, uh, followers and such. It got posted on a big Instagram account. And so people found our. Uh, what was the video? Text. What were you guys doing in it? We don't want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we don't really talk about you, it. Are you aware of this? Do you, did you uh, know this? I can't say I know of the video. I think I know who you guys are talking about, though. Marcus Walt, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's definitely been brought into our uh, team group chats a couple yeah, times. Past, past group chats. Okay, we've got some research to do, I think, in the next uh, seven or so days to find this out. Because, I mean, is it does it get competitive then when the social media channels with some of you guys? Who, who on the team is like the one who's constantly fishing for likes on social media? I don't really think that's a big topic now. I think when we were younger, maybe. But, yeah, that like the whole our followers is just all of a sudden we just had a bunch and 
don't know most of them, so stuck around for a little bit. Yeah, now. yeah. Evan, you got you got four hundred more than Griffin anyway, so you're winning that, aren't yeah. you? So yeah, clearly your moves there were probably a little bit better. Before we close this off, we're going to get a photo to put up on the uh, social media. Owen, I want you to Google for me a, an Australian football player called Mark Murphy. He plays for my team, the Carlton Blues. You look very similar to him. This is a real doppelganger right now, and it's kind of uh, weird being be in this room. Then. Very <laughs> extremely good looking. I believe he just had another child, so he's got a very good looking wife. And so, so how do you spell that? Is that M-A-R-C yep. followed by just Murphy, M-U-R-P-H-Y. If you type in maybe Carlton, C-A-R-L-T-O-N afterwards, you will uh, get, a, get a bit of a look. This is a live reaction right now because... Uh, Oh, I cannot find it. Can you say that? You <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, yeah, I'll quickly go it up there. Or have you found it? No, that's a chef. That's a chef. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can say with confidence that is the uh, the wrong one here. But uh, I don't think we've had many doppelgangers here on the show yet. I'm excited. I'm going here for this one if this wants to uh, load up. And for some reason, it wants to give me the chef as well. So <laughs> this is great podcasting, folks. You would think we would edit this out. But uh, these guys have got a meeting to get to and I'm keeping up. Here we go. All right. Mark Murphy. What do we think? Oh, yeah. He's definitely a good-looking guy. There so we I can, go. I can I'd... see it. I can see it for sure. His biceps are pretty big. I can see it? Trying to keep up at the gym, too. So. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Former captain for my club as well. So, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought that it. was him. Yeah. yeah go go to sure. Australia. You'll, you'll get recognized. you get some endorsement deals awesome. and that sort of stuff. Yeah, sweet. We've interviewed every single player that started the year with the Panthers and the one that we haven't is a man who, uh, I, if I'm reading here correctly, the 17th Premier of Manitoba from 1977 <laughs> to 1981. Government introduced several fiscally conservative measures and was sometimes seen as a local version of the government of Margaret Thatcher. Didn't realise had such an esteemed resume. Uh, Sterling Lyons. Sterling, welcome to Claude Weekly. Oh, thank you. I, I, I wasn't aware about this about yourself, that uh, you were Alter so ego. Yeah, powerful back in the day. Yeah. So. Is that is that something? How often do you get that? Quite often, never. <laughs> Especially people my age. Wow, it's 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 funny. I I have a friend in Winnipeg that uh, he watched one of the games, and when he heard your name, he's like, "Did you know that he was a, a premier of Manitoba?" That well, I do now. So <laughs> that's a fun thing to learn. I think. Have you been to Manitoba before? No, I haven't. No. no. Well, maybe if you step there, you might get special treatment. I might, yeah. Possibly. <laughs> You allow yourself one day to just have a bit of R and R, Brad, at all. Maybe well, I got another up. job too, so I, I, I got to go to that one. And uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll have some we'll have some quiet time. And uh, uh, I actually spent a part of this afternoon uh, just going through each player, uh, some notes that we'll have for the exit interviews, and just uh, some positive, negative things to work on, things like that, and. So that's uh, again, that's part of the process, and it'll it'll be a it'll be a busy off season for us. Even though we've got a number, almost everyone coming back, it's going to be a busy off season for us. Well, if you need to get any uh, podcast hosts or any of the broadcast crew in for an exit interview, I'm sure we'll be available to hear those positives uh, and negatives. Brad. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Actually, what I do is I save them up and I play them in the car when I'm driving through the mountains <laughs> on the way back to Saskatchewan because there's no radio reception. <laughs> Plenty of notes there. 
Some absolutely great memories there. And I have to say that listening to those again, it's been a while since I've heard from some of those interviews and episodes. Definitely brought a smile to my face and the good old memories that it brought bringing those episodes to your ears. Now, what we're about to hear right now is a bit of a collection of some of the best moments of the segments that we had throughout the season. Now, we had three main segments, one that stayed the same throughout the entire 24 episodes and two that sort of changed up a little bit. The main one, of course, the Pizza Bursky Facts your GM and fearless leader, Pete Zaberski, had some very interesting things that we learnt about him. So you are going to hear the best moments of those across the season. The other two segments, we started off with the Cougars joke of the week, where we had a bit of fun telling some jokes about our arch enemies, Victoria Cougars. Unfortunately, midway through the season, we got a bit of a cease and desist. They didn't like the jokes about them, so we played fair. And we played to what they wanted and gladly retired that segment. Well, not gladly. We just retired that segment. Then we changed it up a little bit when it came to the Kerry Park Islanders joke of the week when we were in the new cohort. And given that didn't last very long, that segment didn't really last very long either. So you'll hear a bit from that. And the third segment that we introduced a little bit later is where I got to test the guy's knowledge of their knowledge of Australian slang. So you will hear some of their thoughts on some very interesting and unique Australian slang words, as well as guessing some Australian sporting franchises, which was a little bit of fun towards the end of the season run. So sit back, relax, and listen to the best bits of those three segments that I just mentioned. That, that's a fun little sound effect. Uh, everyone's going to love it. All right, so... Uh, this this is a segment where we mentioned last week, whereas we uh, would like to uh, our dear friends, the Victoria Cougars, uh, you know, the team that everybody loves to hate, mm-hmm. uh, particularly us. Uh, we thought we would tell a joke every single week about them. Because every week, yep. I googled it, and what do you know? There's a whole bunch online. Yeah, I, who would have thought? I know, right? I know, right? All right. What do the Victoria Cougars and the Titanic have in common? Oh boy. Oh boy. You ready for this? I am. They both look good until they hit the ice. Mic drop. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Wow. What do you call five Victoria Cougars players standing ear to ear? I don't know, Pete. Tell me. Well, a wind tunnel. Oh, look at that. Mic drop again, Sticky. What is the difference between frequent flyer miles and the Victoria Cougars? I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm sure you got an answer for us. Frequent flyers... Flyer Miles earn points. Oh. Well, we're really setting the stage here with that. Uh, yeah, that's, jokes. that's a tough one. Why are the Coors like grizzly bears? Every fall they go into hibernation. Oh, all right. What do the Cougars, Harbor Cats, and Shamrocks all have in common besides being based in Victoria? No idea. None of them can play hockey. <laughs> A little, little ruthless there, Denver, but uh, it was kind of funny. What do Cougars players have in common with Abe Lincoln? Couldn't tell you. They can't finish a play. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd say too soon, but I mean, a couple hundred years is uh, probably uh, enough time there. Why doesn't Souk have a VIJHL team? I do not know, Malcolm Sticky Fletcher. Why do they not have well, a Well, because Victoria would want one too. Oh, well. Oh. Okay. 
This is a sort of new segment. We started the year off with the Victoria Cougars joke of the week. And uh, the boy band didn't like that, so we moved on from that. So we've changed it to the Kerry Park Islanders joke of the week. And I want to give you guys the honour of uh, reading this out. So one of you can take it and the other can guess it. So, uh, Aleka, you're going to take that one there. Right. You've got the honour of reading this joke out for your teammates to guess <clears throat> and hopefully laugh. Carson Strong. What song do Kerry Park Islanders fans sing before the end of the third period? <laughs> so don't stop believing? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> The answer is nobody knows. There's never any of them left. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good oh, one. That's funny. That's yeah. actually good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I like this. How many Kerry Park Islanders does it take to change a tire? Oh, I don't know. One, unless it's a blowout, in which case they all show up. Oh, wow. Okay. That's um. That one's pretty good. Okay. Now, now that's a great introduction. I love it. Now, we mentioned last week another thing we will have is each week we will have a Pete Zabersky fact of the week. Exactly. Pete, uh, you know, obviously, he's a very wise man. He's, he's been around hockey forever. Uh, you know, th- this guy, th- well, we're going to have him on the podcast. Next pretty- week. We're going to get him on next week. We're going to get him on we're next gonna week. We're going to make wow. sure it's next week. I don't All know. Right. I think we just came up with that on the spot, but we're going to do it. But th- right. like, lo and behold, like just like the Victoria Cougars jokes, mm-hmm. when you Google Pete Zabersky... What it comes up with? These amazing facts. I didn't know this about the man, yeah, I Sticky. Didn't. I Tell serious, me one of these facts. Well, um, to be believe it or not, Pizza Bursky can actually kill your, be- your imaginary best friend. Wow. Gee, I was, one, was wondering where my imaginary best friend has gone recently. He, yeah, it makes gone. sense now that I've been he around Pete. He can literally make onions cry. Wh- he can. Wow, there you go. Yeah. That's how good he is. Yeah, he That's can literally insane. just... That's insane. Yeah. So, yep, that is... Uh, I look know, forward the, to learning more every week. Pete Zabersky plays Russian roulette with a fully loaded revolver and wins. Oh, yep. yep, okay. Uh, once a cobra, or a cobra, bit Pete Zabersky's leg. After five days of extru- excruciating pain, the cobra died. That's a bit uh, sad, I actually did hear about that. You did. You Pete, did hear about Pete was hospitalized though for uh, a day. Yep. Until you know, uh, he told the doctors they were good to go. Yep. All that. <laughs> Very true. Uh, Pete Zabersky was once charged with three attempted murders in Boulder County, but the judge quickly dropped the charges because Pete Zabersky does not attempt murder. Yep. Very true. All right, one more. We've got one more on this list, All and right, we can we get a it. new one. All right. Pete Zabersky was once on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune and was the first to spin. The next 29 minutes of the show consisted of everyone standing around awkwardly waiting for the wheel to stop. <laughs> See, that one? Yeah. That, that's quite clever, that one. Yeah. I like that one. Is it true that when Pete Zabersky entered Tokyo, Godzilla left? Yeah, he... he he did get to Tokyo, and Godzilla did have to get out. There was just not enough room for the two of them. In <laughs> <town>. <laughs> Touché. Uh, when Pete Zabersky threw a grenade and killed 50 people, um, it then exploded after he killed them. With Yeah, he felt really bad about it, though, yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah nice guy. Uh, is it true that death once had a near Pete Zabersky experience? <laughs> That's that's a distinct possibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, maybe uh, I also heard that he can pick oranges from an apple tree and make the best lemonade you've ever tasted. Well, he he does do a lot with a little. Mm. I'll just leave it at that. Now, is it true that uh, you can hear sign language? I can what? Hear sign language. Like if I start signing to you right now, you can you can hear it without having to read it. Do you know something, Benny? I can barely hear you. 
<laughs> Never mind your fingers. Uh, so we'll, we'll call that one fiction then, I think, Stiggy. I think it's fiction. Yeah. All right. Um, now, is it true that um, you can kill my imaginary friend? Did you do it? Like, I, I've been wondering where my imaginary friend has gone to recently. Did you kill them? I'm going to say no on that one. Okay, all right. Well, gee, these are all fiction. I, I'm not liking this. We've got to get a better source for these ones. Um, is it true that you beat the sun in a staring contest? I beat who? The sun. No, no, I no, I, I don't even think I tried, but um, no, no luck in that one. Now, you got to tell me this is true. You know Victoria's Secret, don't you? Wait, who doesn't, Ben? <laughs> Come on, hey, hey. Uh, uh, actually, and you have a diary, apparently. It's called the Guinness Book of World Records. Is that is that true? No. <laughs> no? Sticky, do you, I, think, I think Sticky needs to read something. I'm reading all the fa- false ones out here. <laughs> all right, Pete. Are you the real reason why Waldo is hiding? <laughs> no, but you know, I've got the Waldo Where's Waldo book. Pete Zaburski was born on February 30th. Wow. Okay. That, that's a special day to be born. Um, only Pete. Uh, wow. Incredible. All right. What else we got? Uh, we also got here that uh, Pete Zaburski doesn't need Twitter. <laughs> He's already following you. Now, now, that sounds scarier than it is. So I will say to people listening that, uh, yes, he is always following you, but he's a nice guy most of the time, so don't be afraid. And also we got here that uh, Pete Zaburski can rip a page <laughs> out of Facebook. <laughs> um, I don't know what he does with that page. I can definitely tell you that I didn't know that uh, Pete wears denim underwear, but that's oh. good that we have that in common. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty nice. And... <laughs> Yeah. The, he also went to a maze, and uh, the maze got lost there. Wow! So makes sense. Yeah, definitely. that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, just still a bad joke there. Also, <laughs> also good to know that he irons his shirt so it'll match his body. That's, ah, uh, right. <laughs> I've always wanted to. I didn't know that one before, and I like that. I like that one for sure. <laughs> nice. Pete Zaburski can ski up a mountain. I'm gonna say no. No. I I, I don't know about that one. Just sticky you. I have no clue. That's it's pretty clue. hard to get momentum going up, no? Yeah. I, I agree if you're talking 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not, not subtle chirp. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Aleko, just watch out for Pete in the next week after he's <laughs> listened to this one. Yeah, hopefully yeah. he's not outside the door right now listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's scratched on Friday. He, he, so might, he might be. <laughs> uh, there's more. Feel free to read out more. Alrighty. <clears throat> Pete Zaburski wrecked his bicycle and skinned the sidewalk with his knee. <laughs> Pretty accurate, I think, that one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, keep going. Pete Zaburski can beat a black hole in tug of war. Yep. Yeah, no, that's pretty pretty hard to do, but I think he can do that one. Gravitational. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, holy. Pete Zaburski used to beat the shit out of his shadow because it was all it was following too close. <laughs> it now stands a safe thirty feet behind him. <laughs> yeah, standard. All right, G- give us one more. I- I'm liking these ones this week. <laughs> the reason newborn babies cry is because they know they have just entered a world with Pete Zaburski. <laughs> <laughs> I like those. Those are good. Those yeah, are good. Pete Zaburski can build a snowman out of rain. Is is that true? In the rain? In the, just out just of out of rain. rain. He oh, can, out of rain. I'm going to say no. Build it? No? hundred percent he can. He can, right? Okay. There's not a chance. Not a chance. All right. Okay. One out of three there. All right. Uh, giraffes were created when Pete Zaburski uppercutted a horse. Is that, is that one true? You <laughs> <laughs> like, just saw a horse and was like... <laughs> That's ridiculous. D- didn't, didn't like the look of it, so... Giraffes are born. That's hilarious. Right. 
Um, we're getting some laughs out of this when I stick like this. Uh, when Pete Zabersky gives you the finger, he's actually telling you how many seconds left you have to live. So, I, I mean, I would believe that one. You would, yeah. I'd believe that one. I was going to say, I can't see Pete giving the finger, though. I feel like he's, he's too nice. Uh, and Pete Zabersky can strangle you with a cordless phone. I don't know if you guys yeah, even know. Yeah, with his hands, probably. Yeah, with his hands. Pete Zabersky once went to Mars. That's why there is no sign of life there. So he just eradicated the entire planet, basically. True? true? Yeah, it's true. True, absolutely true. Okay. Uh, Pete, <laughs> Pete Zabersky's computer has no backspace button. Pete Zabersky doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> we can look at it right here, actually. Oh, no, it's missing. Yeah. Okay, that, 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 that is I mean, true. I guess he's pretty confident in how he can write up his article. Yeah, very much so. Uh, the final one I'll give here, the reason why the Holy Grail has never been recovered is because nobody's brave enough to ask Pete Zabersky to give up his favourite coffee mug. <laughs> yeah. No. Sounds believable to me. Believable. All right. Leading hand sanitizers claim they can kill 99.9% of germs. Pete Zabersky can kill 100% of whatever the hell he wants. That is true. That is so true. Uh, let's see here. Um, once a, I don't know if we've done this one before, but it's, it's a good one if we haven't. Uh, once a cobra bit Pizza Bursky's leg, after five days of excruciating pain, the cobra died. Uh, <laughs> last week, I think. Possibly. It's a good one. Uh, when the boogeyman goes to sleep every night, he checks his closet for Pizza Bursky. Yep. Okay. And uh, Pizza Bursky can kill two stones with one bird. Yep. Pete Zabersky doesn't cheat death. He wins fair and square. You know, I can see that. Yeah. 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 Yep. Awesome. Right. Uh, Pete Zabersky found the last digit of pie. Apparently, he, it was missing and he, he found it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is no theory of evolution, just a list of creatures Pete Zabersky allows to live. Mm, yeah. 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 Indeed. Uh, leading hand sanitizers claim they can kill ninety nine point nine percent of germs. Pete Zabersky can kill a hundred percent of whatever the hell he wants. He could kill COVID if he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, he could probably end that. Uh, and Pete Zabersky puts the laughter in manslaughter. Uh, so, <laughs> Jack was nimble, Jack was quick, but Jack still couldn't dodge Pete Zabersky's roundhouse kick. I oh, I would not want to see the Pete Zabersky's roundhouse no, kick. No, no, I definitely don't think so. Uh, fears of spy, fear of spider, spiders are called, it's called, I really can't speak this week. What is wrong with me? Fear of spiders is called arachnophobia. Fear of tight spaces is called claustrophobia. And fear of Pete Zabersky is just plain logic. <laughs> I like that one. That is so true. <laughs> All right, this is uh, the the one that can um, end on a on a strange note, just like last week. Pete Zabersky lost his virginity before his dad did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when Pete Zabersky was in middle school, his English teacher assigned an essay. What is courage? He received an A plus for turning in a blank page with only his name on the top. So. I don't know if you ever told you about those in the locker rooms. or mm, I haven't heard about that one. No? Yeah, I haven't, haven't heard, heard that, that one. one? Okay. All right. uh, there is no theory of evolution, just a list of creatures Pete Zabersky allows to live. <laughs> yeah? Mm, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard that one either. No, come on. We we're learning a lot here. Uh, Pete Zabersky's calendar goes straight from March 31st to April 2nd because no one fools Pete Zabersky. That's, yeah. Yeah, I, I could yeah. You don't want to, you don't I haven't want to heard fall. that one either. You get scared with that one, I think. Uh, Pete Zabersky got coronavirus. Now the coronavirus is in isolation. Yeah. 14 days, everyone. Uh-huh. Yep, that's that's why the league's uh, you know uh, on hold at the moment. And Pete Zabersky doesn't dial the wrong number. You pick up the wrong phone. 
Oh. Immortal is Greek for Pete Zabursky. Wow. Okay. Good to know. I didn't... Good job speaking Greek. I like that. Didn't know that one. Yeah. Uh, Pete Zabursky can turn cheese into milk. That's a skill. Now, yeah. That, that is a very skill you to do that. can see him doing that. Yep. Yeah. Pete feeds his chicken KFC. I'd see that's a bit of a red flag. Yeah. Well, you're a bit scared of him for that one? Yeah. yeah, yeah I don't like that. That's like psycho. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, the reason a yo-yo will come back to you when you throw one down is because Pete Zabursky is at the other end. It's pure strength. Yeah. yeah. Very much. Pete Zabursky once bowled a perfect game with a marble. Is that, is that true? You know about that one? I don't think so. You don't think so? Anyone else? No? Possible. Possible. I, could, All right. I could definitely see it, honestly. Okay. All right. You could see it. All right. Okay. Um, Pete Zabursky can find the end of a circle. Have you? Yeah? Yes. Yeah? Yeah? That, that's true, yeah. Sticky's nodding as well. I think everyone's going on this one there. Um, Pete Zabursky can drown a fish. Sticky, you know about that one? Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. All right, okay. Um, And let's see here. Um, Did we not? I think we had this one. When Pete Zabersky was born, he drove his mum home from the hospital. Um, I could see it. I could totally yeah. see it. Yeah. Wow. In his pickup truck. Yeah, I exactly. The Zabersky mobile. Pete Zabersky found the last digit of pi. Yeah, 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 I heard that one too. I hear Pete's partial to some pie. I don't know about that one there. Um, Pete Zabursky puts the laughter in manslaughter. He, and and the man part Wow, of it too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's, hey, I like that the one too. Manslaughter altogether. Yeah, Pete Zabursky can speak Braille, maybe. I don't know like if that's heard of that one there. No? All right. Uh, Bill Gates lives in constant fear that uh, Pete Zabursky's PC will crash. Yes, that, that I can confirm. I've personally spoken to Bill Gates on that. Yep. And. Uh, we are actively working to make sure his PC does not crash. Yeah, and I mean you're very tight with Bill Gates, I hear. Yeah, very so tight. Like, William yeah. Gates. We yeah. share oh, William. Share first name. Wow. Okay, there you go. Uh, the original title for Alien vs Predator was Alien and Predator vs Pizza Bursky. The film was cancelled shortly after going into pre-production. No one would pay nine dollars to see a movie fourteen seconds long. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that is true. I've heard that before, actually. Pizza Bursky got coronavirus. Oh, no. Now the coronavirus is in isolation. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? Okay. Well, that's actually a good move. That's a good thing. Yeah. I yeah, don't know why I was. But here's a cure. There, there, there it cure. is. Yeah. Uh, Pete Zabersky can teach a dog to meow. Yeah, wow. There you go. Right. Um, Pete Zabersky's daughter, didn't know he had one, lost her virginity and he got it back. Wow. I'm sure all of you are aware it's considered a, a great accomplishment to go down Niagara Falls in a wooden barrel. You know, great achievement that is. But did you know that Pete can actually go up Niagara Falls in a cardboard box? Are you aware of that? Uh, no, no, never heard that one. Well, there you go. Maybe, I don't know if he shared pictures with you or something one time. Um, did you know that when Pete enters a room, he doesn't actually turn lights on, he turns darkness off? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Good so, for you, Pete. Yeah, Good next time next proud. time he's in a room and he turns it there. Um, and also, I'm, I'm not sure if you were aware of this one either, that uh, his dog is trained to pick up its own poop because Pete will not take shit from anyone. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right, there you go. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know if we're allowed to say that at word uh, there, poop, but... Um, <laughs> Good thing I wasn't into the mic. When Pete Zabersky arrived at my birthday party, the candles blew themselves out. Wow. Okay, were you surprised when that happened? Like, did just you thought, wow, how did this happen? Yeah, it was, it was crazy, I guess. Just, I don't know how it happened. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we can confirm that one's true. Ryan, what have you got for me? Uh, Pete Zabersky's business card simply says, I'll call you. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's a very smart man, so, you know, hands it out. There it is. Um, yeah, what else have we got? Um, 
Pete Zabersky can stare at you with his eyes closed. That, that takes skill. Yeah. That, that is very, very skillful man he has with that one. Uh, g- give us one more, Ryan. What have we got there? It's not that sharks can't breathe on land. It's just that they're afraid of Pete Zabrinsky. That, that, that's, well, good to know. All right, there you go. So maybe when you go to the beach next time, take Pete with you, and then you, you know you're definitely not going to get attacked by a shark. Because that makes me homesick, and it's a great way to do this. So this is a, a segment that I, I would love to say is an original segment. I have stolen this from countless shows and interviews in Australia, where whenever they get, like, The Rock or, I don't know, Ryan Reynolds, or someone comes to Australia, That's they're doing... That's nice you to compare me to those Well, uh, a, I looked at you both, and straight away I'm like, The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. Okay? I'll take Ryan Reynolds. Thank you. That's no, fine. Well, I, I mean, yeah. Do you want to switch or are you good with that? I'm good with the rock. Perfect. Awesome. Right. Okay, so we're going to call you Dwayne and Ryan. And uh, they'll get them on there. And they will basically have a list of Australian slang words. And you have to guess what that actually means. So I'm going to test both of you here because, Dickie, you haven't had the, the pleasure of doing this as well. It's a pleasure. So the pleasure. Uh, how many, just quickly off the top of your head, can you give me any Australian slang words? Uh, buggy. <laughs> Is that one? Uh, dingo. Dingo. Barbie. Uh, uh, Good, I might. <laughs> oh yeah, mate. Um, I I notice whenever I'm texting, you always say reckon. Yeah. Reckon, that's one right there. Um, oh man, I'm at a loss. I don't know. Butt grope. Butt grope. Yep. Yeah. I, I would like to just give a little bit of context to my butt groping section the other day. Uh, a mate of mine. So you need to you need to say like when you say my butt groping, that's yeah. an act. That's not you saying it. It's like you groping a butt. This is like if anybody watches any game of any sport, and it's it's generally men do it. I, I've seen some women in sport, but like it's like a congratulatory slap on the butt. Like it's like good on you, good on you, mate, good job. We I had a mate. We commentated cricket for a while, and it wasn't a very appealing game of cricket. Cricket can get a bit boring sometimes, so you we. Don't say. We, we commented more so on the, the form of the butt groping whenever somebody took a wicket, and we got very much taken aback by this one particular team doing a very significant amount of butt groping. So I will curtail my butt groping. Stiggy, one thing I've noticed on your text to me as well, you also say no worries a lot, so I feel like you're really getting... I'm rubbing off on you. He's worried. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's just like a Canadian thing. It's just like, no worries, man. It's okay. No worries. Uh, no sorry, worries. I just nope. won't hit you with my Zamboni driving through the Timmy's <laughs> drive-thru. I was getting a double-double and I nearly hit the moose. But uh, yeah. anyways, going to get the reindeer now and shoot some stick and puck. No worries, man. No worries, bud. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let, let's let's do some of these ones for you here. Okay. If I was to uh, refer to some bathers, what are bathers? Swimsuit. Oh, sticky one point. You are correct. How did you know that? Um, I, I heard bathers, so I thought like there's got to be it's got to be close to that. My guess was gonna be someone swimming or something. Right. Okay. Like so I was in the I was in the area. If I was to uh, call one of you a drongo, what would that be? Yeah, I got no idea. <laughs> An idiot? Not. Oh. I think Sticky's on it. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to him. It's basically a fool. You're you're an idiot. Like, don't be a drongo, mate. Like, that's what that's what you would say. Well, you're gonna say that, Braden. You look like you're gonna. Yeah, say, I was gonna say that. You're gonna course. say that one, right? Cool. Um, if I was to go and have a durry, what would I be having? Uh, a not beer. a beer. Not a beer. Uh, no. Cigarette. It is a cigarette. A cigarette. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> cigarette. 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 A bogan? A bogan. B-O-G-A-N. Bogan. 
It's got to be food. I don't know. I feel like it's food. Ooh. Uh, can we get a hint? Well, uh, it's not a, It's not food. It's a type of person. Ooh. Oh. Like a dumb person? Uh, well, it depends. An idiot. Uh, well, well, again, it all depends on how you want to uh, how you want to roll with it. Um, basically, it's Australia's version of a redneck, essentially. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, cert- certain demographic of of people really there. Chocolate block. What's chocolate block mean? Uh, it sounds like a block of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Not quite. No, it, it means you're full. So if you have a big dinner, you, you chock a block. Oh, you, you, okay, you're absolutely okay. full. Yep, right. Uh, what are budgie smugglers? We've done this one before, but I want to test you guys because I always like bringing this one up. They uh, smuggle something? They, they do indeed. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, what do they smuggle? Budgie. It's <laughs> a budgie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they are speedos or swim costumes. They're smuggling your, your junk, oh, okay. essentially. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. You're, you're wearing the blood oh, and boy, boots, mate. You're you wanker. You're what does that mean? <laughs> well, uh, don't call Pete that. <laughs> <laughs> You've already said one bad thing. <laughs> Basically, you're a bit of a dickhead. You're a bit of a cock. Oh, so, okay. I see. Um, but use it on the ice. You can use cake. You can use wanker. Go around calling people wankers. <laughs> Some of those islanders might hit you a bit hard, but uh, anyway. Yeah. I think you'll get, like, tripped more if, you, if you're <laughs> yeah, you'll just draw attention. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you could claim that's a, an endearing word in Australian. Like, oh, I'm calling you a nice person. So then they can start using wanker and then see how far they get until they meet an Australian and then uh, they might get a punch in the face. What is an Aussie salute? I don't think Aussie we've had this one before, Sticky. What, what would you be doing if you're doing an Aussie salute? Uh, no idea. I, no idea. I, I couldn't tell you. Maybe like a. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You were going there. It's basically because we have a lot of flies in Australia, so you're basically okay. brushing the flies off your face. So <laughs> it's called the uh, the Aussie salute. Mad as a cut snake. Mad as a cut snake. <laughs> Give us your guess. If if you say to somebody out there on the ice, you're as mad as a cut snake. They're just really pissed off. Basically, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. If Brad yelling at you, just be like Brad. You're mad as a cut snake, mate. Just take a breath. All right. Last one. I'm looking forward to this one. Huh. Uh, stone the flaming crows. Stone the flaming crows. All right. I want I want you to both give me a really good guess for this one. Well, um... <laughs> Our language makes no sense. Quiet, quiet down. <laughs> well, I mean, you could use it that way. Yeah, I got no idea. That's It's kind of like uh, if you use the word crikey or like holy crap or like stone the flaming oh, crows, okay. you know. So here's a tip for you tonight. If uh, Brad's like, give me an extra five laps. Like stone the flaming crows. <laughs> like, like really, Brad, come on. No, I don't want to do that. Uh, you learn a lot on this show, apparently. I'm going to read out some sporting team names and you're going to tell me what sport they are. Now, your options are cricket. Rugby, which I believe uh, you're a bit of a bit of a background in that yourself, Griffin, and uh, or Australian rules football. Any of you familiar with Australian rules football outside of rugby? Yeah, I've, I've watched a bit of Aussie rules. You are, you are. Yeah. Bit of a fan. You know some of the teams, maybe. I, I don't really know any of the teams, but it's definitely a fun sport to watch. All right, well, the rugby ones here. If there's some, you might uh, help you out here. All right, so Sydney Swans, cricket, Aussie rules, or rugby? Cricket for sure. You going for cricket? All right, Griffin. Yeah, I'd say cricket. Sticky. So. Yeah, I was in the thinking. I was thinking that. You're all incorrect. They are an Australian rules football team. Uh, I don't know if you can have that in the yeah. intro. Yeah. <laughs> fun fun fact, the only Canadian to ever play AFL played for them and won a championship. So, Mike Pike from Victoria as well. All right, Mel- Melbourne Storm. What sport are they oh, in? I'm going to say rugby for sure. You're going the rugby? All right. Um, let's go cricket again. You, you go, go cricket? Rugby. 
Yo, rugby, right? Evan and Sticky are correct. Griffin, I'm surprised. <laughs> oh, didn't get the rugby one. They are uh, a, a rugby team. All right, this one's a bit close to my heart. The Carlton Blues. Cricket. Cricket. Oh, straight down the... Wow, he's confident. Aussie rules. Oh, Aussie rules, right? I'll go rugby then. Okay, and Griffin gets the point. Hey. That's, uh, and that's my team too. If you're going to support a team, you go for them. Uh, now, another one of my teams, my hometown, Hobart Hurricanes. Uh, rugby. Rugby? Oh, no, I'm... Uh, yeah, Cricket. Sure, rugby. Cricket? Uh, rugby. Oh, Griffin gets a point again. Cricket is correct. All right. And the final one, the Brisbane Broncos. Rugby. Rugby? Yeah, same. Sure. You're rugby. all correct. They are rugby. Sweet. There you go. Good job, team. Okay. Some absolutely great moments there that I loved sharing with you there. Some of those segments were just always the best part of each week of the episode for me. The the interviews, getting the guys to sort of uh, squirm and laugh all at the same time when it came to answering those, reading out those facts, telling those jokes. It was always a highlight of every single episode that I think you probably too enjoyed and thought about it as a highlight along the way. Interesting part of the show now, that part of the show that I was kind of dreading getting to, the part where I've got to close off the show in what is the last ever episode of Claude Weekly. And a lot of people are probably listening to this going, well, where have you been? Six months off the air, you're back on air right now, get excited, and then all of a sudden you're saying you're leaving again. I guess without boring you with all the details, I am recording this right now from a little room in Hobart, Tasmania, Australia, and obviously sadly not there to witness the start of the new VI season, which is very different. Difficult. I very much would like nothing more than to be there right now to experience the Panthers and everybody else play in what hopefully be a, a normal season for once. Obviously, it's been a couple of years since I guess the quote normal season has happened. And personally for me, I uh, did get to see obviously a bunch of games, but unfortunately not quite on the level which everybody in Peninsula and in the entire league was used to seeing. So while I'm lucky enough to have seen some games, it's obviously unfortunately not in the manner that I would have liked. So hopefully this season will be done in some level of normality and if it can't be done how everyone's used to at least a full season and a champion declared which would be very nice to see and it's obviously with great sadness that I cannot continue doing this show it's a little bit difficult doing it from the other side of the world but I sincerely do hope that with this product that somebody there will pick it up and take it on further and bring it into something bigger and better because it was always something that when I got involved and got started with this show and uh, met Pete and kind of gave some ideas about what could be done that there was so much potential in Claude Weekly and so much potential which could be done so hopefully we've laid some foundations for somebody else to pick this up and hopefully people listening at home have enjoyed what we've put out over the 24 episodes that we did put out and brought you some entertainment for one season in a very odd season of hockey that hopefully has uh, brought a bit of a smile to your face in a season where you maybe have not been able to enjoy it the way that you have usually in the past. At this point, I, I really can only say a few thank yous to everybody involved in uh, Claude Weekly and, of course, the Peninsula Panthers. Uh, to my co-host, Sticky, who uh, unfortunately is uh, not here with me. And I did hear the good news, though, that the Stickman... We'll be playing in the VI uh, this coming season, signed for the Lake Cowich and Kraken, one of the two new franchises, which I'm extremely excited to see. Not only Sticky play, but of course the, the Kraken and the Port Alberni Bombers hit the ice. So I'll be uh, definitely watching here from in Australia. But to Sticky, I will say I, I met him 
briefly uh, over Zoom, I think it was, or Skype, kind of had a brief conversation, met him at the preseason camp last year, and then from there on in, we basically got microphones in front of our faces and we're recording these episodes. And for somebody who had no real experience in podcasting or recording, he took to it like a duck to water and just absolutely ran with it. I think that Sticky has got a huge, huge, huge potential moving forward in podcasting if that's what he wants to pursue. And I enjoyed every single moment of recording next to the Stick Man. So, Sticky, if you're listening to this, my friend, I, I really do appreciate every single hour that you gave into this show, the input and helping me out to to adapting to the Panthers, educating me on the on the team, on the players and everything else in between. It was such an honor to work with you and I really do wish you the best of luck in your playing career there with the Kraken. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to cheer against the Panthers, but if there's one team that I will have a soft spot for, it will be the Kraken and I'll be hoping that you score many, many goals and don't fall over as much as you apparently do so i will uh hope to catch you on the hockey tv and if somebody is going to take over claude weekly and make it their own you can uh have the show when you come back to the panthers and uh play for the right team let's just uh, put it out that way obviously to pete wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Pete giving every single opportunity under the sun to not only make Claude Weekly a thing, run with the idea, and really give me every opportunity to give this a crack, give it a go. And every single thing that that man did was incredible for this show. Every single thing that man does for the Panthers is incredible. And words really can't express just how much uh, Pete means to me as a, as a friend and just in terms of uh, what he helped achieve here for this show. So uh, to Pete, you're listening. I really do sincerely thank you for everything that you were able to bring to me, not only through this show and through the Panthers, but personally as well. I really do appreciate it. And to Corrine as well. Obviously, all those words fit in the same thing too. And Corrine obviously is a huge part of this show as well as the team in general. Uh, to Jason, it was great to be involved with you as well. Uh, having Sticky and everything along those lines involved. Really do appreciate that. To Brad, uh, always fun to have him on the show and chat and uh, put up with this random Aussie guy asking him probably the stupidest questions he's been asked in his entire life. It was a lot of fun. And to every single one of the guys who came on this show, I'm not going to name all of them, but it was it was an honor to be able to sit down and chat with every single player, get their, get their thoughts on just their, their playing style and everything else, helping again educate me on the Panthers and this league in general. It really was a great time and I have many, many fond memories from doing the show. I mean, it sounds like I did the show 10 years ago. It was uh, barely six months ago that uh, I did the last episode there in Victoria. But seriously, some of the, the best times I've ever had podcasting was doing this show. So uh, and the players made that. Obviously, you're doing a podcast about the Peninsula Panthers. You want to hear from the Peninsula Panthers and I really think that they were the ones who brought the highlights and the great content to this show. It's, it's sad to be able to sit here and say that this is it for me at least on Claude Weekly and I have had nothing but fun bringing every single episode, producing every single episode and uh, bringing it out there to a wider audience. If only one person has listened to this show, it has been a pleasure to bring my weird and stupid style to you and if you've gotten at least one ounce of of entertainment through any single one of these episodes uh, that does mean a lot to me so I thank you very much for tuning in and listening and uh, hopefully having that one ounce of entertainment have to say it's been a lot of fun compiling this episode it's been a long time coming and I apologize for the delay in between our last episode and this one 
As I said too, hopefully this won't be the last ever Claude Weekly. Hopefully somebody will take the reins of this show and bring it on to bigger and better things and uh, take it out there on the platform that it does deserve. Go Peninsula Panthers for the 2021-2022 season. It's been an absolute pleasure bringing you Claude Weekly. For the last time, my name is Ben. Thanks for tuning to Claude Weekly. And hopefully this show will speak to you next time. Oh,